This past Monday, Pope Benedict XVI appointed Archbishop Luigi Ventura, the Apostolic Nuncio, to France. Archbishop Ventura served as Apostolic Nuncio to Canada since 2001. Apostolic Nuncios are personal representatives of the Holy Father in each country. They also serve as official representatives of the Holy See to the government of the country to which they are assigned. They are the official links between this country and the Holy See. Before coming to Canada, Archbishop Ventura served as Nuncio to Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, Niger, and Chile. He arrived in Canada literally on the eve of September 11, 2001, and was hailed as the Nuncio of World Youth Day 2002, and that he was. And that's how I got to know him and love him as our dear Nuncio, our dear Luigi. His key role in World Youth Day in Toronto, its preparation and its aftermath, will not be forgotten. And his constant encouragement for us and participation in the birth and growth of Salton Light Television has been indispensable. For us, Luigi has been an extraordinary gentle shepherd who conquered our vast country with his infectious smile, his genuine goodness, pastoral wisdom, and common sense. And now that day has arrived, the day we all feared would come, Luigi has received the call to pack his bags and move on to Paris. While we are very sad to see this good shepherd leave Canada, he leaves behind many wonderful memories and friendships born here over the past eight years. Today we say with much certainty that his contribution has gone a long way in encouraging many of us to love Christ, the Church, and the Holy Father. We thank God for the gift of Luigi Ventura, and thank you, Luigi, for being a servant of Christ, a servant of the faithful, a servant of all, and for always treating me like we were best friends. Don't forget us. We certainly will not forget you, and we hope to come and visit you in Paris. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann. And I'm Christian Matrenko. And Michelle will be with us with events a little later in the program. Chris, what are the headlines this week? Well, we're going to be telling you about a few different stories uh, from Canada. The Quebec bishops have weighed in on a controversial curriculum. We've spoken about it here on the radio before. And people have been waiting to hear uh, what the Quebec bishops have to say about that, and that has uh, has just come in this week. Right. Also, another story: the Pope has appointed Canada's Apostolic Nuncio, so the ambassador from the Vatican to Canada. He has left us, and yes. he has gone to France. Um, also, we're going to be telling you about some problems that you might have if you're coming to Canada to get a same-sex marriage. Very, very uh, important. Mm-hmm. And last story that we're going to be telling you about a little bit later is yet another expose on the church from Swedish television and uh, related to uh, traditionalist Catholics. Very good. So th that's our, those are news headlines. We'll be talking about those in detail a little later. And mm -hmm. I'm sure, Chris, you're wondering what else is on the program. And I'm going to tell you. Do you ever participate in a Bible study program? Many times, Pedro. Are, seriously? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Good for you. Well, there are many programs out there, and some are better than others, and some people, you know, some are not for everybody. But today we're going to feature the Little Rock Scripture program because I had the chance to speak to program leaders Catherine Upchurch and Sister Susan McCarthy when they were here in Canada last week. And 
I know, Chris, that you're also a fan of Joe Zambone. Definitely. In fact, I'm going to be going to his CD release tomorrow in Ottawa. Excellent. And we're going to be talking about that. Now, we spoke with Joe last May, and he said that he was going to be in the studio all summer. And this new album is ready, so that's a conversation with uh, singer-songwriter Joe Zambone in the second half of our program. And as always, we're going to start with a song. So here now is Joe from his new album titled There and Here, his song Fast Lane. our featured artist of the week, Joe Zambone, with his new song, Fast Lane, from his new album, There and Here. And now to the news, Chris. 
Yes, Pedro. Well, one thing that's uh, big in the news here in Canada, and particularly in the French parts of Canada, is that all the bishops of the province of Quebec have weighed in on what's called the Ethics and Religious Culture Curriculum. Right. And as I said, we've, we've spoken about this before on the radio, and why there's a controversy is that in Quebec, you used to be able to send your, your child to either a Catholic religion course, a Protestant religion course, or sort of a, a secular moral values course right. as one of three options in, in education. This is in the public schools. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then starting last year, they decided to replace all of these with something called the Ethics and Religious Culture Curriculum. So it's multi-faith and it's looking at uh, also questions from different ethical positions. Right, right, and some people have expressed concern about this. They did, and some people d didn't want their, their children to necessarily be, be exposed to, to different religion religious views right. with the concern that, that maybe these children will think that they're um, that all religions are, are the same or that it doesn't matter, right. that the differences don't matter. Also, they're concerned about so how some of these ethical issues are being presented. And the bishops have, have weighed in saying that they do have some concerns. They said we were going to be looking at this vigilantly. And now, a year later, they've weighed in. They say that there's been a lack of information available to parents such that some parents are only finding out what their kids are learning through their kids and they don't have access to the resources themselves. Uh, they don't find that the presentation of the Christian tradition is uh, is emphasized as much as they said it would be, right? Uh, because it was supposed to reflect Quebec's Catholic heritage. Okay. And the third, that teacher training and support was inadequate. Also happening in Canada, the Pope has decided that Canada's Apostolic Nuncio, the ambassador of the Vatican to Canada, is going to be going to France. Yes. And it's very, very sad for us that we're going to be saying goodbye to Archbishop Luigi Ventura. He's been a great friend of Salt and Light and, and really everyone in Canada. He's traveled the whole country. Mm -hmm. And uh, having been here for, for eight years, we've developed very uh, warm feelings towards him. But he'll be going over to France, which is considered uh, one of the, the most esteemed uh, positions in diplomatic service. In fact, normally when this happens, you become a cardinal. Yes. And in fact, one cardinal became Pope John the Twenty-Third. Yes. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll have Pope Luigi Ventura. I'm sure uh, that'll be a, a fun thing for us. Oh, he'd be a great pope, <laughs> I think. Yes. And uh, and finally, uh, this is also sort of a story that kind of links Canada and the United States. Well, uh, two women came to Canada to to get a same-sex marriage because they have been legalized here in Canada. Uh, unfortunately, they are unable to get uh, a divorce because they came from Indiana, which doesn't recognize same-sex marriage. Right. And um, and uh, to get a divorce here in Ontario, you have to live here for an, um, a month. So they were able to get married, but they can't get a divorce. And the difficulty with that is if they want to remarry, uh, they would technically be bigamous because they'd be married multiple times, multiple which is times. against the law. So one of these little quirks, um, or maybe a very large quirk, that's happened because of our legalization of same-sex yeah, marriage. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That's the news for now. Chris will return in a little bit to tell us about the continuing saga of the Pope and the Society of St. Pius X, as seen through the eyes of Swedish television. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel and
and on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and here with me now is Michelle. Hello, Pedro. And uh, there's lots going on, as always. That's right. We begin with Vancouver, as always, uh, with the Western Conference for Liturgy, which is happening at St. Anne's Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia, from October 2nd to the 4th. So if you play a role in liturgy at your parish and you're interested in gaining a better understanding of how to implement the general instruction of the Roman Missal and the New Ordo Misa. This event is for you. So if you live out west, check your diocesan, archdiocesan websites for more info. The main presenters of the event will be Reverend Bill Burke, Bernadette Gaslin, and Reverend Renato Passinato. Uh, closing Mass on Sunday will be presided by Archbishop Miller. That sounds really interesting. I wish they did that in all the dioceses. We all need to be familiar. Well, we with need the one in the in the east with the so Roman instruction of the uh, yes. of the instruction of the Roman Missal. Yeah. Yes. So maybe we'll uh, we'll keep looking out for that. Yeah. The eastern Eastern Conference. Can invite Archbishop Miller here to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Another event in Vancouver is the Marriage Can Be Great workshop presented by psychologist Dennis Boyd, October 14th at Holy Rosary Cathedral. This is a very fun and relaxed three-hour workshop that provides practical suggestions on how to enrich your relationships. So some of the topics include uh, attitude, peace with the past, listening, dating and sense of humor, forgiveness, and much more. So it's only 20 bucks. Check out uh, www.dennisboyd.com for more information or Vancouver's Archdiocesan website. I like dating and sense of humor. Yes, <laughs> and I like I like Dennis Boyd. Actually, he's yeah. great. I was oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I was waiting to interview him for one of my shows. He's uh, he's a great psychologist. Oh, we should have so him on the program. I really wish I could be there in Vancouver. Um, in Edmonton, Edmonton's World Youth Day 2011 information session is happening Tuesday, September 29th at the Catholic Pastoral Center. Uh, for more info, again, check out Edmonton's Archdiocesan website. Also in Edmonton will be the Symposium Conscience and the Good of Society, Tuesday, October 6th. This is organized by the Canadian Catholic Bioethics Institute, along with the Catholic Civil Rights League. Uh, you can hear he keynote speaker Ian Benson, who's the executive director of the Center for Cultural Renewal. This is a full-day symposium, and it's of special relevance to healthcare professionals, lawyers, educators, um, and basically anyone interested in human rights policies. So check it out. It's the Conscience and the Good of Society Conference. In Winnipeg, the Archdiocese presents Father Robert Barron, a well-known speaker on the spiritual life and one of the world's most innovative teachers of Catholicism. He began a global media ministry called Word on Fire to evangelize the culture. If you want to check it out, it's wordonfire.org. He'll be speaking at three different parishes across the city from September 30th to October 1st. Uh, these are just some of the topics. Why it makes sense to believe in God, the role of the baptized in the transformation of society, who is Jesus Christ, and how do we find life in him. So watch for details in your church bulletin and the Archdiocese of Winnipeg website, archwinnipeg.ca, to find out if he's coming to your local parish. Excellent. Very exciting if you're in Winnipeg with Father Robert Barron, another event that I'd like to be at. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle will be back in about 30 minutes with more events. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. If you're one of those people who have difficulty understanding the Bible or thinking that for Catholics the Bible is not as important, maybe you'll find this interesting. Now, I'm saying this because in my experience, not only do we have to read the Bible and read it daily, but we have to study Scripture. So I was intrigued when I heard about the Little Rock Scripture Study Program. 
I wanted to find more, and so I spoke with Sister Susan McCarthy. She's a Sister of Divine Compassion with the Archdiocese of New York, who was doing a workshop in Markham, Ontario. So, Sister, welcome to the program. What, what is the Little Rock Scripture Study Program? It's a program for adults uh, to study the Scripture in small groups. It's okay, very simple, um, but, but it, seems to, it seems to me that it's a little more than just that. We, have, we, have a, we talk a lot about four basic elements that are involved in doing this. And one of the things that we do at workshop is introduce people to that, those elements that include daily personal study, 20 minutes of study a day of the scripture, coming together once a week to share the questions that they've answered each day. And at the end of that hour, once a week to have a wrap-up lecture given by somebody in the, in the parish or the community, or if they don't have a person, we have video and audio tapes. And at the, involved in all of this is a kind of prayer, and we teach a kind of prayer called conversational prayer, which seemed to be well-received today. Uh, so, okay, and at the expense of repeating what you just said then, is that what sets it apart from any other scripture study programs or just think, like a Bible I, study program? I think what sets it apart is it's good scholarship and it's done in small groups. Um, there are some groups that have, there are some programs that have used small group material as well as individual material, but we do have good scholarship and, and reputable scholars that are helping and we're linked with liturgical press and they help to publish, help us to publish some really good material. And why Little Rock? because it was founded in Little Rock, Arkansas. So it's the Diocese of the Little diocese Rock. The Diocese of Little Rock, right. In Arkansas, but there's no relation to Peter being the rock and, and no. like the lesser rocker. Pro probably <laughs> in some small ways, but that's not how it came to be, right? Uh, yeah, um, if people want to find out more about the program, uh, is there a website they can visit? Yes, littlerockscripture.org. And also, the, uh, they can call our office, which is, the number there would be 501 Six six four six one zero two, and talk to our customer service person there. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Bye-bye. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro, and that was Sister Susan McCarthy, Promotion and Workshop Coordinator for the Little Rock Scripture Study Program. She was conducting some workshops in Markham, Ontario last week, and at the same workshop, I spoke with Catherine Upchurch about the importance of studying Scripture. Why is it important that for us uh, Catholics, that we not just read scripture, but study scripture? Because it's the core, the scriptures are the core of who we're called to be. Uh, they do more to introduce us to the person of Jesus and to what it means to be um, a disciple of Jesus than probably anything else possibly could. But you're not just talking about the New Testament and the Gospels. Absolutely not. I'm talking about the entirety of the, of the, of the Bible. And the reason I think uh, that's so true is because some of the most uh, significant passages of Scripture, for example, the story of Exodus, are a paradigm, if you will, or form a pattern that is repeated over and over and over in the Scriptures. This whole cycle of being in bondage, being uh, given liberation, being set out into a wilderness experience where we encounter God, and being called a covenant. And that kind of pattern is repeated over and over throughout the Scriptures. So it's very important for us as Catholic Christians uh, that we have, we see the link between the Old and New Testament, between the Christian and the Hebrew Scriptures. It's also uh, very important because so much of our liturgy is rooted both in the experience of Israel and the experience of the early church. 
Right. What what do we say to those people who say, well, you know, the Bible was written a long time ago or it's written by human beings or it has no relevance in my life? I mean, it's very relevant to our life today, but why, why is it? I think the reason um, that the Bible is so relevant to us on a, on a very um, probably practical level is because almost every kind of human emotion, almost every human experience that we have can be found in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. For example, um, who can't read about Cain and Abel and relate to the kind of animosity that can grow even within families? Mm -hmm. Who can't read you know, the stories of some of the women who follow Jesus, uh, Mary Magdalene, for example, and not relate to being misunderstood? Who can't, who can't read the story of um, the two that follow Jesus and say, oh, I want to sit at your right, I want to sit at your left, and not realize that we all have these ambitions, and sometimes those ambitions are poorly placed. So I think what happens uh, in studying scripture is we have this sense and, uh, that our lived experience as human beings is universal, that it, it comes through you know, centuries, and that God wants to enter into those experiences in very real ways. And that God, that's what our theology is all about. Our theology is all about incarnation. Our theology is all about the fact that God loved the world so much you know, that, that he was able to send his only son not just to love us in spite of ourselves, but to be one with us. Mm -hmm. And so that human experience that we encounter in scripture is what makes it still relevant today. And because we believe um, that is inspired by God and yet written in human words and written by human beings, yeah. you know, they have this wonderful dance, I think, where we see the spirit alive. This, what God inspires, what God wants you know, to communicate to us for our well-being, for our happiness, for our fullness of life. And then, you know, how we are able to understand that, how we are able to make sense of that. So it's, it's a very significant place to encounter God. What advice would you give to people who think, oh, I don't have a PhD and, you know, an MDiv. Uh, I can't even, you know, I start reading the Bible and I get lost. What advice do you give? My advice is to put that thought right out of your head. Uh, I would say that the most significant groups that I've ever been a part of who have been sharing scripture have been people in the pews who for the first time perhaps as adults are exposing themselves to learning about not just what it says on the page but maybe what was happening in those communities and how those struggles that they're seeing in those early communities is mirrored in our own and they begin to make connections. And it's wonderful to have a PhD, it's wonderful to have a master's, that's great. I'm a believer in education, don't get me wrong. But some of the most profound insights I think come from the average Catholic person who begins maybe for the first time to reflect in an adult way mm -hmm. on how that comes to life mm -hmm. in the world in which they live right now. So I don't think it's necessary at all to have a PhD. It's wonderful that we can have access to that scholarship, that we uh, try to deliver that in a way that's digestible for people who necessarily, who are not necessarily uh, pursuing a graduate degree or something like that. We need to do that. We need to make it uh, digestible palatable, and I think that's what Little Rock Scripture Study does well, is it, it makes that wonderful Catholic scholarship that we have available, wonderful biblical scholarship within our tradition, available at a level that people can digest, at a very popular level, if you will. Great. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Kaki. Nice, nice talking to you. Thank you. That was Catherine Upchurch, director of the Little Rock Scripture Study Program. If you want to find out more about the program, again, their website is littlerockscripture.org, and their phone number in Little Rock, Arkansas is area 
664-6102. And if you want to comment on anything you heard on this program, send us an email to radio at saltandlighttv.org. Now here is our featured artist of the week, Joe Zambone, with another track of his new album, Run Away. I'm a runaway, run away to you. Need to run away, run away to you. I'll leave the world and come and follow you And I need your light on When all other lights have come and gone And I need your light on To run away with you To run away to you
That was Joe Zambone from his new album, There and Here, his song, Run Away. We'll be speaking with Joe in about five minutes, but first, here back with us is Chris with our feature news story of the week. Yes, well, Pedro, uh, this story comes to us from Sweden, and for some reason, the Swedish public television channel, SVT, has been getting all the scoops in regarding uh, the church and traditionalist bishops. Back in January, they aired an interview where Bishop Richard Williamson, who belongs to the Society of St. Pius X, made anti-Semitic views. Well, this ended up uh, uh, causing much turmoil because at the very same time, the Pope was lifting the excommunications, and, uh, and so the Vatican had to explain that they weren't aware that this bishop had those views. Well, uh, this television channel has uh, just released another program where they are suggesting that, that a Swedish bishop did pass the information along uh, to the Vatican, and uh, in fact, he says so himself. Also, Cardinal Walter Casper, who is, uh, who is in the Vatican in charge of the, the Pontifical Council for Promoting Christian Unity, right. he said he was aware of it as well. And this ends up tying back in with uh, the situation in Italy right now. And Il Giornale, which is a newspaper uh, linked to Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, who is, uh -huh. and this newspaper has been publishing a lot of articles against the Pope People think that there are political reasons why it would do so, since this newspaper is being run by Berlusconi's younger brother, Paolo. Okay. And the headline of that paper was, He Lied, uh, in reference to, to the Pope, the suggestion that the Pope was lying about not knowing really? about Bishop Richard Williamson. And so suddenly, uh, this whole situation, uh, both, uh, both regarding traditionalist bishops and the problems in Italy, have now been inflamed once again. Well, very interesting. Thank you very much, Chris. That was our Salt and Light Radio News producer, Chris Dimitrenko. If you'd like to comment on anything you hear on our program, just remember it's as easy as sending us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Hi, I'm Lila Kanya, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Let me jog your memory. This is from a program from last May. Joe, so you have two albums out already, Coming Home and You Are, I Am. We've been playing some of your music already in the show. Um, you've told me that you're hoping to go into the studio soon and be producing a new album this summer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, it's uh, yeah. Like I, I never know like when, when it's gonna dry up. The uh, <laughs> people, people always talk about like how do you write music and how do you how do you come up with these things? And the the only way I can really explain it is that like it's it's in me and it needs to get out of me. Yeah. Um, and so I can't I can't keep it inside. And you know I feel I feel blessed to have been able to. To produce yeah these last two two CDs and um, just been able to share that with other people because it, the songs have been a blessing to my own life they've helped me through a lot and also like just to to share that with somebody else uh, blesses me again to then hear that like wow like this this helped me in my life and this this spoke to me in this way and mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm excited for this new this uh, this new album there's a uh, uh, I don't know I think there's some interesting songs on it and. Uh, Still, still working out the details, uh, completing the songs at this point. But uh, I'm excited to see kind of what what songs make the cut, and uh, yeah, just really what what direction the final direction of the, the theme that's going to come out of of the 
of the CD because every every CD usually has its own. Uh, it takes its own form and yeah. kind of is putting out a certain type of message. That was Joe Zambone, a young Catholic singer-songwriter from Ottawa, who is, in my opinion, on his way to become one of the newest, freshest sounds in the Catholic music scene, at least here in Canada. Joe spent all summer in the recording studio, and now his new album, There and Here, is ready. And so he joined us now on the phone from his home in Ottawa to tell us all about it. Hello, Joe. Hello, hello, Pedro. Hey, welcome to, back to Salt and Light Radio. Yeah. Okay, Thank so... Thank you for having me. Yeah, hey, There and Here. What, what <laughs> does the title of the CD re- refer to? Well, I'm always, I'm always trying to do a little play on words, too, so... Um, the, you know, the saying always goes here and there, but uh, I, yeah. I, I, I mix it up a bit. And um, really where, where it all came from was I, I redid an old hymn um, where it talks about God is love and where true love is, God himself is there. Yeah. And so I was, I remember just listening to the song and then just thinking about like, oh yeah, like we always think that like God is in those situations over there. Or I've, I've heard of people, you know, having powerful encounters with God, but that was like, it always seems disconnected from us, that it's happening way over there. Okay. But like, for myself, just realizing that all those there moments mm-hmm. are here moments. Okay. Um, that those people who were there um, weren't thinking about, um, you know, how it would be nice to encounter God in another place, but realizing that those are made possible in the here and now. And so just making that connection with that, you know, we don't have to go to far-off countries or to, to be in these places that are, you know, more holy than other places. But, like, God is in the midst of us here and now. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's where I'm kind of connecting those, those, kinda, those two links. That's, that's pretty deep, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. There's your theology coming in. Um, um, how does this... Uh, um, how does this album fit into? Because I, I see, I think of you, and, and maybe it's wrong of me to think of you as, as a worship leader, um, and I know that that you this is your third album, right? And so you 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 for it's important for you to record, and I and I also want to ask you about that. But what why is it important that you put your music down on a CD and record it, and 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 I guess minister to people that way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think you're touching on something really interesting too. Because I ask. I often have hard times, like, the music that I record, to say, you know, it's maybe, like, a worship album. Yeah. Um, but, like, for me, like, I, f- I find that the ministry to, um, to proclaim the gospel in, and all, in all places and all at times, um, it kind of, like, I kind of have, a, I guess, a different flavor than for all those different aspects. So, like, you know, if I'm leading music at, at mass or at adoration or some, like, youth event, then, like, you become the worship leader yeah. um, of that band. But then, like, I find, especially the way I write a lot of my own stuff, that it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a Christian tone to it, because I'm a, I'm a Christian man approaching mm-hmm. uh, every aspect of life. And so, but sometimes it's just, it can be very subtle. Yeah. Like, and it, can, it can just be, like, a Christian morality. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I find it's important, too, that, you know, I can think of, well, you know, like, it's not really worth it to put it on a CD because it's not explicitly Christian. But at the same time, too, like, I know that, like, it ministers to me because what I write about is, is very personal and it's very mm-hmm. real to me. And I know that 
if I if I put that out there, like sometimes it could help somebody who's in that same situation, who's not maybe in like a place of like, oh, I want to give praise and glory to God in this moment. It's like, you know what, I'm going through yeah. a really depressing time in my life. And then I, I remember just speaking to somebody recently, and they're talking about how, as a Christian artist too, you can you can write music too that kind of brings people to where they want to be. So it's like, if you go down into those depths, deep places where all of us, you know, have difficulties in life, but then you're allowed, you're able to, to lift somebody out of that. I yeah. think that's a very beautiful thing, and it kind of shows that, like, you're not separating yourself from people who, you know, maybe aren't Christian or aren't a practicing Christian that yeah, for you're sure. not, like, condemning them in your music, but it's no, like you're, you're showing sure. them basically a way out of it. For sure, and that's one of the things. I, 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 I totally agree. I recently heard someone in on a, on a Christian station talking about a, a, not a Catholic, but a Christian uh, artisan saying that it was music that that god can use and i and i love that expression and i listen to your music and i and that's exactly the same thing i think of of music that god can can use um uh, just a note for anyone that might be joining the program at this at this point you're listening to salt and light radio my name is pedro and we're speaking to joe zambone catholic singer songwriter uh, about his new album uh there and here um joe how this music that doesn't sound like praise and worship music, which is what we're talking about, right? It sounds, you didn't quite say this, but it's, it's, it's music that people can put on their iPod and listen to, and, it, and that they don't have to be in that I, I want to pray mood to listen to it. Um, so w- would you say that that's different in this album compared to your other, other two? Because the other two have those elements as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think... I definitely in this album too. I, I was more, uh, like I, said, I was very. I felt more liberal in the way I could, could experiment with the musical side of things. So whether that means trying new instruments, um, you know, just trying different sounds of percussion, um, and then so it kind of breaks away from very like you know your <coughs> very stereotypical of what what worship sounds like. But and mm-hmm. so I try to give it. Also, too, like I, I wasn't really going for a more mainstream pop, pop sound where everything's perfect. So I wanted to keep it still very raw. Um, yeah. And so, like, it, it still, I guess there's always a unity in my music like that because I'm kind of, in a way, I kind of rebel from like what everybody wants to do. Of like, you know, they want to make a great album and then like it's gonna like get on the top forty, and you know, you sell like a billion and you make a billion dollars. <laughs> but for me, nice? like, it's it's really it's really important for myself to stay close to like i guess the the heart of what it is and for me it's it's in the lyrics that that's what drew drew me in and like you know it's yeah. great to have a great noise but yeah. sometimes too it that's where like the actual meat meat comes so i think on this album too i i tried <coughs> i tried try to keep something similar to that like the but also to then experimenting i guess with the, the different sounds and um Yes, yeah, with the piano. Yeah, and no, and and I think you you did that. Uh, it's it's very, uh, I I like it. It's very listenable and very uh, uplifting at the same time. And at the same time, like I said, it's music. I think God can use any music, but it's certainly yeah. there's some music that because of the intent and the intent that you had, or that you where you were where you were moved to to write it is there. Um, the the CD is officially. Uh, my sources tell me that you actually don't have them yet, but <laughs> that it, that but you're you're having the release party tomorrow, September twenty seventh, right? The CD, the sorry, the release concert. This is true. <laughs> so if people that are in Ottawa 
and they want to, or in the Ottawa area, or want to get to Ottawa, to how can they participate uh, or join you for that event? Okay, so the CD release is going to happen, um, <coughs> whether or not the CDs are there or not, <coughs> but it's happening at the Bronson Center. Okay, in um, Ottawa, yeah. Which is in Ottawa, uh, 211 Bronson Avenue. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and the doors open at 7 o'clock. We'll probably start at 7.30. Okay. Um, and it's a $5 cover. Okay. And it's basically it's a basically a twenty dollar night. You come you come with twenty dollars. You get you cover your you have your your, your entrance fee there. But then also if the CDs will be fifteen dollars. Okay, um, I see. So so one package the package deal is twenty dollars, and you can get the concert. And uh, will you be doing not just songs from the CD, but other stuff as well? From uh, or I, are you? I I'll do a little bit of my old stuff. You know what? I'm actually I'm not really big on doing covers. Yeah, to, yeah, no. You I know, I figure, you know, if you want to go hear a cover band, go go hear a cover band, but I'm not going to... Yeah, no, I didn't mean uh, other stuff as in other people's stuff, but I meant other stuff from your previous... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Which is good, and you know what? That's a good thing, and I'll, and I'll put a plug, plug for you, anyone who's listening. That's why you want to go to Joe's uh, concert, because he's not covering anything. He's not doing <laughs> cheesy praise and worship. He's doing his great music. Um, Joe, uh, if people want more information, they can go to your website. That's Joe Zambone. Joe J O E Z Z A M B O N dot C A Joe Zambone dot C A, um, and that's all the time we have, my friend. So uh, we're just gonna leave people with uh, your song on the table, cause that's a nice song. Um, so thanks for thanks for talking to us, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay, Joe. Okay, it's a pleasure always, Pedro. Okay, thank you. So that was Joe Zambone, a singer songwriter from Ottawa. Uh, and here is his song from his new album there and here. The song is titled On the Table. And here it is, it's on the table More is best for truth to show Letting go
That was our featured artist of the week, Joe Zambone, with his new song, On the Table. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. And now here back with me is Michelle. Thank you, Pedro. So I guess we can start with a reminder that there's an event in Ottawa tomorrow, Joe Zambone's CD release concert tomorrow, September 27th. There you I've go. Re- I really, really enjoyed that song, but I've been listening to... Um, the album today and uh, and then I started listening to it as I was script writing and I was right. like this is great he I is just, yes, I really really excellent. enjoyed it it's great I told Joe uh, it's uh, good music to, to put on your iPod definitely and listen to so where do we continue we continue with uh, events in uh, Toronto with the Reproductive Decisions and Women's Wellbeing Conference which is being held October 2nd at the University of Toronto St. Michael's College um, if you're a teacher doctor social worker nurse uh, or counselor you should really, or even student, you should really consider uh, this workshop, Reproductive Decisions and Women's Wellbeing Conference. Interesting. On October 3rd, Toronto welcomes the Traveling Symposium 2009 Conscience and the Good of Society at the University of St. Michael's College. Uh, so it's first uh, in Edmonton and, na- and then it's coming to Toronto on October 3rd. To register in Toronto, it's ccbi-utoronto.ca. And on that same day, to uh, give you more decisions to make, the Culture <laughs> of Life Conference, along with the Fellowship of Catholic Scholars, is hosting a conference on, on many different p- topics, among which are euthanasia, Dead Sea Scrolls, teaching and learning in the post-Catholic university, and political and legal discourses. Uh, so lots to choose from in Toronto, yeah, all October in the same third. week yeah, and same day. Um, and also just across the country, uh, keep keep watch for the 40 Days of Life vigil. Um, many, many uh, cities are beginning this week. And if you're not familiar with it, it's basically an interdenominational and international pro-life campaign that has led so many um, to so that has led to significant drop in abortions in almost all locations where it has been held. Um, so it's basically a time of prayer and fasting and peaceful, peaceful vigil. Um, so where you stand outside of an abortion facility, um, you can go one day, you can go two days, you can go all 40 days if you want. Yeah. But um, basically, it's starting uh, across the country. There's information on um, all the archdiocese and diocesan websites across the country. Also, Life Chain um, is happening in most cities. I know Calgary uh, is in October 4th, and I believe another city. You it might know more. Toronto than Toronto is October 4th October as well. October 4th as well in Toronto. Yes. Okay, so Life Chain, 40 Days for Life, and also look out for Theology on Tap, again, across the board. Toronto, Peterborough, Calgary, Saskatoon, Barrie, all those cities are starting their new Theology on Tap around uh, this fall, this week, uh, so keep an eye out for that. Also, this coming week, across the board, Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekends are starting. Oh, yeah. So um, if, you're, if you're looking to, uh, again, sort of refocus in your, in your relationship uh, with your husband, with your wife, um, check it out. Very important. I was going to mention, because I was at, uh, la- the on Tuesday at the 40 Days for Life kickoff in, in Toronto, and Nicole Campbell, who's coordinating the event in Toronto and in Kitchener, said something that I had never thought about. She said, because she was talking about where you have to be in relation to the abortion facility, and she said, it's not important that you're visible. It's important that you're praying. So again, it, it really highlights the fact that this is not a protest. It's, it's a prayer vigil. So, right. uh, and, and so if you're not able to join one in your city, uh, or there isn't one in your city, you can still pray, because you can pray from home. So Absolutely. just join, join the 40 Days for Life intention to your prayers. Um, thank you, Michelle, You're for events. Uh, and, and to you, uh, listeners, l- remember, just let us know if you want us to uh, share your events 
on our program. It's as easy as sending us an email to radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann. And I'm Michelle Nutzo. Anything new coming up on TV for our Salt and Light Television subscribers, Michelle? Definitely. Tomorrow we'll be airing a movie. It's the story of a priest named Giuseppe Cotolengo who takes on the burden of problems created by industrialization in his city by beginning one of the most radical works of public assistance in modern history. I will say no more, but, but check no, it out. Yeah, check it out. That's a film mm-hmm. called Something in Mind, and it will be airing on Salt and Light Television tomorrow, Sunday, September the 27th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Yes, and if you miss it, it repeats on Tuesday, September 29th, also at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's really exciting. I, I love it when we play movies. I know. Um, we need to I get love, more. Yeah, we need to. Um, and it's not just for our subscribers, because if you're outside our broadcast area or if you do not have Salt and Light Television in your city, you can still watch all of our programs and our movies uh, with via online streaming. So it's www.saltandlighttv.org. That's true. That's a website that I hope everybody has already memorized, saltandlighttv.org. Um, and that's exactly the same website where you can also stream and podcast all our radio programs, uh, saltandlighttv.org slash radio in case you missed any part of this show or any of our shows. And we really, really, really love to hear from you. Um, so again, it's radio at saltandlighttv.org. Yeah, just write us about anything or just to say hello. We love it when you write. In fact, Michelle, don't know if you know, but last week after the interview with Rebecca Kiesling, um, who uh, you, I'm sure you remember was conceived when her mother was raped, yes, yes. we received a message Yes, yes. This came to us from uh, Michael Fisher from North Dakota. And he says that he shares with us uh, a story uh, as a follow-up to our story about women who keep a child uh, after becoming pregnant as a result of rape. Michael writes, I am 52 years old, divorced, and live alone. A couple of months ago, I started having thoughts of giving away my 2001 Chevrolet Prism to a single mother with a child who is struggling financially. I believe God wanted me to give this car away, so I contacted the local diocese, and they immediately had someone in mind. I worked with a local priest to transfer the title to this woman who needs a car. I have not met her. I have no desire for a relationship, only to do God's will for me. It turns out that this young woman was raped and decided to keep the baby. She is in college, has two jobs, and is raising her child. She did not have a car. The car I gave her only has 79,000 miles on it, and it is in very good condition, and is safe. it is safe for her and her baby. Plus, it gets 43 miles per gallon on the highway. I will be driving a 1985 Buick this winter instead of the Prism. And Michael ends by writing, I tell you my story not to draw attention to myself. I've been blessed with a good salary and have no financial problems. God wanted me to help this woman and her child. He is taking care of them. I admire this woman to be in college with two jobs and a baby. That email came to us from Michael Fisher from North Dakota. Thank you, Michael, for sharing this story with us. Um, Maybe it'll inspire more people to help those single young mothers. A lot of times they, they choose, they're forced to choose abortion because they feel that nobody's supporting them. They have to get a, an extra job and they don't have a car. So that's little things that we can do. Not that giving out your your car is a little thing. That, yeah, that's that's a big thing. That's, that's big amazing. Thing. And, and thank you to Michael for sharing that with us uh, and our listeners. That was very inspiring. So Pedro, what's on for next week? Well, next week we will be speaking with Monsignor Dennis Murphy from North Bay, Ontario about his new book, on the parish priesthood 
of you from the trenches because I'm excited about this because it's uh, it's the year for the priest. So uh, this is a book that I think will give us a little insight of what it's like to be a parish in the uh, a priest rather in a parish in the trenches, a view from the trenches. So that's next week. And we have a CD to give away. Yes, we have a copy of Joe Zambone's new album there and here to give away. Joe has promised that he will personally autograph the CD for whoever sends us the first email. What if I send the first email? Well, no, it can't be us. <laughs> I want it. You have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Just send us an email telling us that you listened and you want Joe's CD. And don't forget to give us your mailing address uh, so you can get your album. And uh, here is another song from Joe. This one is titled, How You Been? And I guess, Michelle, that brings us to the end of our program. That's right. Remember to read our blog, too, saltandlighttv.org slash blog. And we are now on Facebook. Join our fan page, Salt and Light Radio, Salt Plus Light Radio. Thanks for being with us. I'm Michelle Nutzen. And I'm Pedro. And this has been Salt and Light Radio. been a long winter with no spring Say how you been, say how you been since then I haven't heard from you since the last goodbye Say how you been, say how you been since then And I know I'm not the first to make a start I know I'm not the best sending cards But as I know the ocean waves, the sky is blue And this I have, I've not forgotten you It's been a long winter with no spring See how you've been, say how you've been since then haven't heard from you since the last goodbye See how you've been, say how you've been since then
Say how you've been since then. 